0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Two Minute Drill presented by Deep Dive Sports. I'm going to be your host this episode, Nick, and I'm going to be joined by Brian and John this week on the episode. So as always, we're going to kick it off with our first down and we're going to kick it off with what the guys took away from this last week in the NFL. Even though I think we're still kind of in it because it's been a little elongated by all the all of the uh covid controversy which we'll kind of get into in a little bit so brian what have you taken from this last week in football
1: all right so i'm almost real quick just disclaimer i'm not calling this guy the next you know tom brady aaron Rodgers, but i just think that he doesn't get the recognition he deserves is uh david mills i mean uh third round pick he's uh when you look at stats he's got a better touchdown interception ratio a better completion rate or uh, percentage and a better QBR than Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields and um, Zach Wilson. So, I mean, he's doing better than three first round picks already. So, I mean, just, you know, a little bit of a shout out to him.
0: Heck yeah. I mean, sometimes when you're just going out there and you're playing with house money and you can play free and have fun, sometimes you're a little bit more successful than going out there and trying to uh, force everything, every single down. So yeah, he's been playing. He's been playing some pretty pretty good football, and I think he's been keeping Houston in games. So that's a that's a good one right there. Um,
2: John, what did you take from this last week in football? Uh, that just COVID sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just it's affecting everybody in the NFL. Um, I, I think the Browns obviously would have won this uh, Monday if they didn't have like eighteen players out. Um, I just I'm just real tired of it. I I just wish it would just go away and never come back kind of thing. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I took from the NFL. Just the uh, the over uh, overall effect of what it's not only doing to the Browns, what it's doing to other teams and coaches and organizations in the NFL.
0: Okay. Um, before we get into kind of going a little bit deeper into that, what you're talking about, I did want to get your guys' opinion on one player that we want to watch going into this week um obviously like I said I don't think we've seen I think the last game is being played um tonight for this week I believe and then we'll kind of go or is there one game tomorrow I don't know
1: <laughs> tonight
0: La- yeah last game is tonight it's record yeah. on Tuesday so and then we'll go into Thursday for that first game but who is a player that you're kind of looking out for this next week in football Brian
1: uh I'm looking I hate doing too talking too much about quarterbacks but uh Jared Goff I mean when you look at uh, how the Lions have been doing, they've been sneaky competitive, staying in games, and then they had the big, shocking win against the Cardinals. So I could definitely see him doing really good against that Falcons defense.
0: Yeah, you kind of you kind of stole part of mine. I, I was actually going to go with, like, the Lions as a whole um, because I think that, you know, after the tie with the Steelers and then I think they beat the Vikings – And, you know, um, now this win against the Cardinals, like I'm not saying that this is a team that's going to make the playoffs or anything, but I think this is a step in the right direction. I think that Dan Campbell is building a culture there that that those guys are going to play hard no matter what, even if they're losing and even if they're counted out. And I'm kind of super excited to see how they, you know, play in games and if they can win any more games for the rest of the season. And, you know, I think that'll kind of go well for building that culture there for, you know, hopefully the next 10 10 or so years. Because even with Matthew Stafford there (laughs) the whole time, I don't think that there was that culture of like, wow, we're winning. It was just still a culture of mediocrity. So I do hope that they build something, a base that can stick. And I think Jared Goff is a good enough quarterback to kind of help push that new era, you know, Detroit Lions football forwards. Um, John, who is your one person to watch out for next?
2: I actually could not... (laughs) find somebody that uh, I I could look out for. I did do some research before this, before, you know, getting ready for this episode. So I kind of went with the whole thing about um, the Washington football team and the Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks and LA Rams playing on a Tuesday night. First time since 1948. Uh, I I I guess I say I'm, I'm watching out for them just to see how that affects them playing on a, a Tuesday night out of all days mm-hmm. and it's been like uh like 60 something years um I I'd be curious how it affects the players um obviously they're playing on Tuesday night cuz of covid uh but yeah that that's kind of what I I'm looking out for is is you know does playing on a tuesday night affect the team and the coaching or just just doesn't have, or does it not have an effect at all is it just like playing on a sunday or monday night like a monday night football but yeah that's what i uh, came up with
1: I, I think it'll affect them a little bit just because yeah. it's an even shorter week than if you were playing on a monday night so
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then that that psyche too that's like you almost have to wait an extra day to play too and that's 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 a weird one, but obviously, kind of piggybacking off this whole COVID talk that we've kind of been, you know, inter intermingling in with these first couple of topics here, which is going to be our first topic of second down. Is you know we've we've seen it in all sports recently where COVID has hit like really bad, and and I know I saw this report out of the NBA that was like, I think it was close to like fifty or over fifty players um, have been hit with it, and I think like eighty percent of those players. Um, it was that new variant that's out there. So with this hitting really hard at this point, especially at this point in the season, as we're, we're pretty much getting really close to the playoffs here, or or we're in the part of the season where it's super important to win games, how significant has this spell of COVID been, you know, this past week to the season and and going forward into the playoffs? How important, how significant has this been? What do you think?
2: I think it's very significant. Uh, We've and I, I, I and I, I know we keep on talking about COVID, but I think the biggest reason why it's being be so significant, even more significant, is that people just aren't getting vaccinated. And I, and I, not, I don't. I, so yes, it's affecting the NFL, obviously, and it's, like, it's affecting you know profession, major professional sports. I just think it's perfect, uh, affecting the whole country as a whole. And I think, uh, even though they're like I said, that we have 300, I think 30 33 million people in this country. 200 million are vaccinated or partially vaccinated, which is an improvement. But I, I think that that's what I take about from the whole COVID thing in the NFL, and that's why I think that it, it's as bad as it is because people just don't want to get vaccinated.
0: Okay, Brian, how significant do you think that? It's going to be on you know teams, especially teams that are in the playoff hunt right now, and one one loss here or one win here can make a difference in their season. I think
1: uh, it's already been significant. It's definitely affecting teams like you know the Browns. They probably should have won that game. They probably would have won it if they didn't have a massive outbreak going on, which mm-hmm. definitely could knock them out of playoff contention. Uh, I think going forward, though, it might not be as significant in terms of impact on the playoffs, as you'd think, just because with these, uh, big outbreaks, uh, the NFL changed their policy. So now, uh, reduced, uh, testing for, uh, vaccinated players are not getting tested every week. So, you know, it's gone. They're not going to be taking as many people out just because they're not testing people like they were previously. Mm -hmm. So I think it's be as significant as it was in the last couple weeks
0: when you have that many people out it, it affects i think it affects the play on the field to begin with and then it it just affects it affects certain teams that are in the in the playoff hunt you know what i mean especially when you talk about the divisions that are super tight when you talk about the afc north you talk about uh the division with with the colts um and you talk about i mean even divisions that you have teams that still have a lot of wins you can go over with the bucks and um and you know with them if they if they drop they you know they dropped a game against New Orleans I don't think COVID affected them but but again you you drop a game like that that can kind of hurt playoff seating that can hurt um obviously that that can hurt even playoff chances so I think it'll be something to watch going forward I know like the NBA is in the middle of its season right now so it's not like super impactful but for football if you keep having these weeks where you're having to like have Tuesday games or Wednesday games or Saturday games you know what I mean like that's going to start taking a toll. And, and I think that we might we might see that going into the playoffs. And I don't know, I don't know how they're going to kind of handle that or fix that. And that'll be interesting going forward. But for a little bit more positive and fun topic for topic two of second down, I did want to get the guys', you know, thoughts on who their final four was going to be. I know I think we did this, you know, towards the beginning of this season, but you know, who do you think your final two in the AFC and final two in the NFC is going to be? I'll go ahead and let uh, Brian start it off. All right. So
1: for the AFC, uh, my final two are the Patriots and Chiefs. I mean, these guys have definitely been playing really good, especially the Patriots. The Chiefs mm-hmm. have stepped it up in the last four or five weeks. I mean, they've destroyed the Raiders a couple weeks ago. The NFC Packers, their defense has been great. They're, they got Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers he doesn't play bad
2: yeah he doesn't play uh, bad
0: there you go that you get a shirt that says that I don't play bad
1: (laughs) and then you got the Rams who you know they mortgaged their future in terms of draft picks to get so much uh you know talent on their team they better be making the final four in the playoffs so those are my uh four
0: I will I will agree with you on the AFC side I do think it's looking right now to be a Chiefs Patriots AFC championship game, which is like crazy that Bill Belichick's only one year removed. He only he only had a one a one year down year. And now he's he's probably gonna be back in it. But I mean it is what it is. He's just a magic worker. I don't get it. But he's I
1: any- think <laughs> – what he is an evil genius.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's crazy. <laughs> but I do think on the NFC side, I agree with you with the Packers. I think that that they are a pretty um, good favorite in that position. But I think that it's going to be a rematch of last year's playoffs. And I think that, that they're going to see the Bucks again. Um, I just I think something that David said once was that you just don't bet against Tom Brady. And as long as he is in the league, I think he makes whatever championship game that he's playing in. And as much as I like the way that the Packers look this year and that Aaron Rodgers looks there this year, I think that, again, you can't go against Tom Brady because he's literally the GOAT. <laughs> so, um, I mean, but I do I do like the Rams. And like you said, they mortgaged their future. So they better be making it to the NFC Championship game every year. They have Matthew Stafford. If not, then I think they, uh, they messed up. <laughs> so, but who is your final four, John?
2: i gotta go with kansas city and new england in the afc i give the edge to kansas city but just because new england has a rookie quarterback um i think it was 1984 was the last time a rookie quarterback made the super bowl that was dan marino and, and there's never been a quarterback that has won the super bowl now there has been like rookie quarterbacks in the afc championship game um joe flacco in 2008 but I just, oh, and even Ben Roethlisberger in two thousand four, uh, those two to come up. But yeah, I just I gotta go Kansas City, and because you know they didn't they didn't start out too well, but they, they bounce back, and I, that's what elite teams do. That's what the really good teams do. They if they start out bad, they adapt and they come back. New England's got a really good defense. I think last time they I checked, they have, they they give up like fifteen points, six points a game. Um, but I still give the a little bit of an edge to Kansas City just because New England has a rookie quarterback. And the NFC, um, I do agree. You can't bet, it's or if you bet against Tom Brady, it's nine out of 10 times you're going to lose. So I put the Bucks up there, and I'm going to say the Cardinals. I know they've just lost to Lions, okay. and I, that wasn't expected, but um, I really like the Cardinals and what they're doing. You, you have... My um, Kyler Murray MVP candidate, and obviously Tom Brady's an MVP candidate. Uh, if I had to pick out of those two, I could say I, I give the Bucks an edge just because they have Tom Brady. Um, but that, that, that are my picks AFC, KC, and New England, NFC, Cardinals, and Bucks. Okay.
0: I know, I know a ton of people are salivating for a New England uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl, and I just, I don't know. I I think it's a good possibility that it could happen. But I do agree if they got to run into the Chiefs in the AFC championship game, I just I don't know. I I think I think that Patrick Mahomes finds a way to get it done. But he
1: might. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I I will say the Chiefs, their defense little sketchy still. So I think that could really hurt them.
0: It would be a good game because that Patriots defense is really good. So Gotta I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going to blow him out or anything, but I'm just I'm just saying I think like, like John said I'm still in that mindset of like he's a rookie quarterback, but he has been he's not been playing like a rookie quarterback. So that's something that also makes me think that, that he has a pretty good chance of making it to the Super Bowl.
2: Mike pool so,
0: really good team around him. Mike, who's
2: Mike Johnson?
0: Mac Jones.
2: Mac. Okay, I was like, what? Um <laughs>
0: Um, but I do, I do like the Arizona Cardinals there. It's just, they've been so up and down. They've been so inconsistent. Like, I think they can be a really good team, but you can't, you can't beat like the Rams and then lose the Lions really bad. Like that, that inconsistency to me, it just doesn't like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make me feel very confident that you're going to be able to make it to the NFC championship game and let alone win the NFC championship game. But we've seen crazier things. So, I mean... It is. The, it is football. It is any given Sunday, so we'll kind of have to see going forward.
2: But the, I don't know if this makes a big impact for the Bucs. The Bucks just signed Le'Veon Bell.
0: Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, he can sit there and play third string running back. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, Le'Veon Bell wants to fight Jake Paul. So if the whole NFL, team I did hear NFL about team. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking He's of. So- uh, Players in the NFL for topic three, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on who you thought the MVP is is as of right now. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, obviously the quarterbacks are at the top, but I'm interested to see if you guys have a different player. In uh, John, who's your MVP as of
2: right now? As of right now, I kind of went a little unorthodox. I know it's a passing league, and people want to talk about receivers and quarterbacks and corners, but I'm kind of I'm going to go with the player that. Probably would have got more respect back in the day because the game was just different. My MVP candidate is Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. The season's not even over yet, and he has 1,348 yards, 16 touchdowns, and he has 1,684 yards of scrimmage. And what I found most impressive was the Colts run the ball or run him him run the ball about 18.5 times a game. So the guy's just getting under 19 carries and yet he has 16 touchdowns and over 1,300 yards and the season's yeah. not even over yet. Yeah, so that, that's prefer- my that's my MVP.
0: Again, my pick was uh, stolen for one of these. But yeah, no, Jonathan Taylor was my pick too because I think that like, unfortunately I think the quarterback's going to win it because I think they should change it to um, best. they should just have best quarterback in the league because
2: really... yeah.
0: It, it doesn't it doesn't really matter like best player it's just best quarterback at this point um it is what it is i get it but i think there should be a little bit of consideration for these other positions when you talk about how good they are compared to past present you know what i mean and yeah. i think that jonathan taylor is running the ball at a rate that you could say puts him up there with some of the all-time great Seasons Now, is he going to break that rushing record this year? I don't think so. But when you but like you said, when you talk about his carries per game and then yards per carry, if they would give him the ball five more times a game, I think that he would have another two, three hundred, maybe even four hundred yards at this point. So I think that that is like I think that he's shown that he is probably the most valuable player to his team, especially when you look at the Tennessee Titans when they lost Derrick Henry. Um and how important having like that good of a runner is to your offense so
2: just to pick up piggyback on that I just think I don't think offensive linemen get enough respect no and I just but that's just how I mean that's just how NFL is um
0: and again it's, it's like I said it's like the, it goes to the quarterback because they, they they have the most yards they have the most touchdowns they have you know what I mean and and I get it. I, I get that point. But at the end of the day, that's that's why there's an award for best quarterback in the league. Like we're talking about most valuable player like on a team. And I think when you can even look at the defensive side of the ball, you can look at what Miles Garrett has done this season. You can look at what T.J. Watts done this season. You can look at what um, travon Diggs has done this season. And you can be like, those guys are the most valuable players on their team. And they should be considered in this in this conversation as well, too. But um, it is what it is. Brian, who is your MVP as of right now? Well,
1: so, a uh, funny story there. Uh, I think this is the first time we've all three uh, had the same person. Uh, okay. I had Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I really wish Derrick Henry hadn't gotten injured just because I think it would have been really interesting to see how these two guys' stats compared over the long run. But I mean, he's just been playing on a whole nother level compared to other running backs. I mean, he's at times carried that Colts team on his back. And I mean, I hate putting quarterbacks as the MVP, just because they always win it.
0: Yeah. No, I think that is funny that we all kind of had that one. Cause I think I saw your face when, uh, when John said Jonathan Taylor, I was like, I think Brian had it too. And that's, yep. I think that's just, like I said, it's crazy, man. I, I, when you, when you look at the season that he's put together, it's that's phenomenal. But We won't hit too much on Jonathan Taylor anymore. I know we've already talked about him a little bit much, but we are going to go into our fourth and final topic of second down. Yes, we have four topics this week in second down because we love football that much. But I did want to get your guys' opinion on the whole Urban Meyer situation, how you felt about it, and then what you think is next for Urban. Brian, what do you think? Uh, I mean, Urban
1: Meyer, I I mean – It's been a train wreck kind of since he started there. I mean, just one thing after another, after another. I definitely think his career in the NFL, at least, is over. I don't think there's another team out there that's going to even give him an interview or a shot, but maybe he can get in another college team. But I'm going to say he's kind of done in general.
0: Okay. What do you think, John?
2: I think he needs a break like not am saying i don't mean like he needs like a break like people should be easy on him i think he needs to um look in the mirror and like analyze his decisions i mean that's what i would do if i were him i mean when the guy's married he goes to a bar has some girl i don't know, grinding on him or giving him a lap dance the bar's in columbus there's cameras everywhere everybody has a cell phone so he knows everybody knows who he is it's a columbus bar everybody has a phone, he's married, he's doing all this stuff. I just, I just, I don't know. I, the guy just comes on. I, I had a lot of respect for him before this all happened, but I, I just think he just, he's just, maybe he's just a little too arrogant. I, you know, I, I think he need like, if I were him, I would look myself in the mirror, take a step back, you know, maybe take a year or two off of coaching and just kind of analyze my decisions and try to, you know, get better or, you know, build myself from there. I think he needs to, like I said, he needs like a reality check. That's just my, I didn't hear about him going to Notre Dame and you know, I, I would that be a really good fit? I think he'll be a better fit than him going to another NFL team. But uh, I, if I were him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think about coaching for at least a little while. And I would just, like I said, just, just kind of look in the mirror and analyze who I am if I was Urban Meyer as a person probably the first thing I would do to, would be to apologize to my wife and family
0: yeah I think when you kind of it, it's weird because when you when you looked at him at Florida and then when he was at Ohio State um, obviously there was you know little bits of things that happened if you want to call him call it a scandal call it a scandal I mean it is what it is but at the end of the day, you looked at that and I don't think it was it was anything that we saw when he was the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You alluded to the situation in Columbus when he when the rest of the team flew home and he stayed instead of yeah. going with the rest. Of that 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 bugs me a lot more than you know, on top of what he did, you know, obviously he owes a huge apology to his family. But at the end of the day, um not losing a game and then going out and partying like that's something that you would expect a player to do not a head coach to do first of all i I totally agree and then when you talk about the reports coming out that he kicked the kicker um i i don't even i don't even know how you give him a job he's never he's never getting a job in the nfl again i'll tell you that but i don't know as a college how you hire a guy who kicks his players i mean we never even heard that come out of college so, I don't even, obviously, if he would if that came out and we haven't heard anything from college players yet, I don't think he was kicking college players. But I just think that for whatever reason, he went to the NFL and he tried to, he just, he just was not, I, I don't know. I think you're right. He needs to take a reality check, but I don't think he ever gets another coaching job. And I think he also kind of ruined his opportunity to be um, a sports caster because I think he was pretty good at that job but i think when you when you combine the reports of his character and stuff like that coming out i don't think anybody's going to want him to be a part of their organization or even a part of their show at that point um because what does what message does that show you know what i mean so i think at this point he's kind of just going to retire into obscurity and then i guess if he wants to get back into coaching one day it's going to have to be some some small school and i don't think that that he's going to want to do that so I don't know. I, I I think his career in sports is pretty much done. I think he he sits back there and he collects his checks from the Jacksonville Jaguars over how many years he signed with them. And then he just uh, just retires. I don't know. The whole situation is kind of sad because you look at a guy who is pretty decorated at the college level. And then you thought NFL wise, maybe he could be the you know, a coach that can transition over. And he just wasn't able to do it. And clearly he didn't have the right mindset going in. I don't know. That's that's a crazy situation. Obviously, we'll probably talk about it more going forward over the next couple weeks or months, because maybe some more things will come out about it. But um no, I do appreciate your guys's, you know, I guess honest opinions on it and, and kind of talking about it, obviously, because it's not it's a situation that's weird, especially us from, from Ohio talk, you know, Ohio State. He's kind of one of those guys at Ohio State that you were like, you know, probably one of the best coaches that we've had, you know what I mean, and brought us a lot of success. So you you want to believe that he's not that person but some people they trick you so but to move on to third down we are going to recap our game of the week of last week uh your game of the week for last episode was new england versus the colts and obviously that game was um a little different than i think everybody thought it was gonna go but what did you guys think from that game brian
1: Uh, the thing that I noticed was it was a game of quarterback struggling and ironically Biz, last week I gave Carson Wentz a bunch of praise and we regularly give Mac Jones a bunch of praise. I mean, Mac Jones, this was the first uh, game in a while where he did look more like a rookie quarterback, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Carson Wentz threw for less than 60 yards. I mean, I think honestly, the deciding factor here was uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he went off 170 yards. So I think he was the main reason with the Colts defense, why they won that game.
0: Okay. What did you think about the game, John?
2: Uh, I thought it was a wake-up call for New England. Uh, I I think uh, when I looked at the standings, uh, the Dolphins and the Bills are like one or two games behind. So, I think I definitely think you know the the, Dolph, the Dolphins the New England Patriots bounce back, but I think it was obviously a wake up call for them and a wake up call for Mac Jones. But at the same time, you know that's going to happen to a rookie quarterback. That's going to happen to a non rookie quarterback. So um, that's I guess I, I don't know I've said this a, a million times before. I that's I don't I don't see the Patriots going to the Super Bowl because because of that a rookie quarterback. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just a wake-up call from New England. I think they'll be fine. You know, I think they'll, they'll definitely bounce back and recover.
0: Yeah, the Colts are, are built to be a playoff team. I mean, you saw them last year with Phillip Rivers. They were able to have success and make the playoffs. But I think that Carson Wentz is just – I think that we're seeing that what we're going to get from Carson Wentz for the rest of his career is going to be a – kind of inconsistent guy like he's gonna have weeks where he's really good he's gonna have weeks where you're like ah you didn't look very good and he's gonna have the majority of his weeks are gonna be very like average um almost kind of like a Kirk Cousins type quarterback but I just think that this Colts team is built for the playoffs but the problem is they don't have the quarterback that can lead them to the playoffs and I think New England just had a week where they went up against that Colts defense and they just didn't have it figured out right and like John said it's You know, they have a rookie quarterback and he's going to have some bumps and bruises down the road. And he hasn't had very many as of yet. So you kind of expect him to have some of these games going forward. But um, all in all, it was just kind of like a weird game. Like I I kind of thought that New England would would win that game. Um, Obviously, I didn't think they would blow them out, but I think that they would handle I thought they would handle the Colts pretty well. But yeah, definitely interesting. Those are teams to kind of watch going forward. Obviously, we think New England could be one of the final two. And then, like I said, I think the Colts are built for the playoffs. I just don't know if Carson Wentz can get it done. But to move on to fourth down, breaking down uh, the game of the week this week, I chose the Dolphins versus the Saints. And I mainly picked that because of the Dolphins. I think it's a team that I don't know if we've really talked about as of late or given them much love, but they started out, they won their first game, and then they lost seven in a row, and then now they've won six in a row. So they sit at seven and seven. And I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they have like the highest percentage to make the playoffs, but if they keep winning, anything is possible. But I did pick this game because I thought it was a super important game for the Dolphins to win. And I also thought it was a pretty important game for the Saints to win as well, especially after their, I wouldn't say it was a big win over the Buccaneers, but it was a win. (laughs) A little bit of a gross game, but what do you guys uh what are you looking for in this game and what do you hope to uh get from it? John, I'll let you go first.
2: I think the, I think the dolphins need a win. Uh, I think they're in kind of in desperation mode. Uh like I said, they're not too far back from New England, along with the Bills. Uh, the Jets are obviously a lost cause. But um I, I just I think the Dolphins, I th- I feel I feel like the Dolphins will beat the Saints just because they're I mean, at this point in the season, and same with the Browns, anybody that's in the hunt, every game is like a playoff game. So I, I think because the Dolphins have more more at stake, they're going to win that game against the Saints.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Dom maybe a couple episodes ago, um, talking about how he felt like Tua was just playing more free now that the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Was out of his uh, out of his head there, and that, and that the trade deadline had passed. And I think that that you've seen that. I think you've seen him play more free over the past, you know, six weeks and play like he feels like this is his team. And I think that it would be a mistake going forward for them to try to find another quarterback. I think they they make him feel as confident as possible that he is their guy going forward. And I think that that he can develop into a pretty good starter, you know, for the rest of his career, whether that's you know 10 years 20 years however long um that we get him on the team obviously tom brady breaking age barriers in the nfl maybe somebody plays for 30 years who knows but brian what are you kind of looking to get out of this game and and what are the players that you're looking to uh do well in this game
1: uh main one or the one guy i've been watching a lot i mean we talked about him a couple weeks ago in the like rookie of the year conversation jalen waddle i mean he's been lights out great mm-hmm. uh, been a major weapon for the Dolphins, too, has surprised me. But I don't know. I, I like this Saints team in this matchup. I kind of want expect them to win, but it's hard to bet against the Dolphins when they're, you know, six in a row fighting to maybe try to take a wild card spot. And, you know, Taysom Hill, he's very hot and cold. So it's kind of hard to tell if he's going to go into a game and be really good or look like a backup.
2: Well, then not, not only that, but the Saints lost their quarterback in Jameis Winston. So they have a backup quarterback facing the Dolphins. That's the kind of the reason I picked the Dolphins to win.
0: It's it's funny, it's funny that we call him a backup quarterback because wasn't it like three seasons ago <laughs> or four seasons ago that uh oh they said he, he was their future at quarterback? <laughs> um and don't get me wrong, I love Taysom Hill. He is a hard he's a hard player. I think that he's like he's like this. This decade's Tim Tebow, I would probably say, um, even though I think Tim Tebow was a little bit more electrifying <laughs> when he played, but I do think that you know Tim Tebow put in people's minds this like this gadget guy who can throw, who can catch, who can run, who can block, like these kinds of things. And I think Taysom Hill is is that position. And I think going forward, they're gonna find a lot of these guys who who are really big athletic quarterbacks from colleges and turn them into these these gadget type guys that can do everything. And I think that'll be a new position going forward. But yeah, I think this will be a fun game to watch. These are two teams that are that are pretty much just trying to get a win. And like you said, this, this late in the season, every game is a playoff game when you're trying to make the playoffs. But to finish up the episode, as always, we move into our two-point conversion. And before we get into our trivia question of the week, I did want to get everybody's prediction for this week in football. So, John, what is your prediction for this
2: weekend, ball? Uh, Patriots bounce back; they win over the Bills. Okay, Brian, what's your prediction?
1: Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, and uh, much to uh friend, one of my friends, uh, you know, annoyance just because he's thinking draft picks right now. I'm going to say Lions get a win streak going.
0: Oh wow! I think the Bills are going to beat the Patriots. That's that's okay. my prediction. I think the Patriots have been on a tear recently. And I think that after this performance against the Colts, I think Mac Jones kind of, I don't think he's going to regress, but I think he's going to kind of go into that where he's like, oh, I have to have a really good performance next week. And I think maybe he makes a few mistakes and opens it up for the Bills to get a win. And I think that, you know, I think that Bill's offense kind of starts to get a little bit right going into the playoffs. Hopefully they've been listening to us and they start running the ball, run the ball. I don't even care if you get a yard. Run the ball. <laughs> at, least, at least at least make teams think that you're gonna run the ball. <laughs> you can't throw it 50 times a game. That's not how it works. Um, ask the Steelers. <laughs> so so for this week's trivia, it is who holds the best rookie passer rating in NFL history? Option one, Dan Marino, option two, Dak Prescott, option three, Robert Griffin the third. Option four, Tom Brady, and option five, Derek Carr. Again, who holds the best rookie passer rating in NFL history? Option one, Dan Marino. Option two, Dak Prescott. Option three, RG3. Option four, Tom Brady, and option five, Derek Carr. Any guesses?
2: Um, Dan Marino for me.
0: It is not Dan Marino.
2: Ah, okay. All right. It might actually surprise you.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go with RG3
1: just because I remember when that, he, you know, everybody thought he was going to be the next big, huge thing.
0: and yeah. He actually did have a pretty decent rookie season too, but yeah. it was not, it was not RG3. It's actually Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott oh. is rookie season with a passer rating of 104.9 and it, and it's funny because it broke the previous record of 102.4 set by RG3 in 2012.
1: All right,
0: damn. Yeah, so which is like – so our, I guess, you know, like like we said, RG3 had that really good rookie campaign, and everybody thought, oh, my gosh, he's going to be the next one. And then he tore his ACL, and his career kind of got derailed from there. But, but yeah, yeah. Dak, Dak Prescott holds the best passer rating um, for a rookie season in NFL history. So, which is pretty cool. Obviously, he's kind of struggled the past, you know, five weeks here. But but I think the, the Dallas Cowboys as a whole, they always struggle towards the end of the season. They give the fans a lot of hope, and then they, uh, then they fall off a little bit. But <laughs> hopefully they it can get, get it weird. right because that's a pretty good team. But thank you guys so much for coming on. I thought this was a really fun episode. I know we kind of had a little bit more topics than normal, but there was a lot to cover this past week in the NFL. If you guys would like us to talk about something else or there's a topic that we didn't, Um, reach go ahead and reach out to us we'll kind of go back and forth in the comment section and kind of communicate with you guys you can find um us at deep dive sports on facebook deep.dive.sports on instagram and twitter and then if you would like to follow us on instagram with our two minute drill instagram page you can look up two minute drill podcast dds but again thank you so much guys we have so much fun doing the show and until next time we are deep dive sports hey everyone Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any updates. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.